0: Are we here? Are we? There's, there's black men in the building. Yeah, yeah, we're here. There's black men in the building. No, I didn't, I didn't feel that. we We gotta feel that. We gotta feel that. I know y'all going to get tired of me with these damn sounds. What's going on, everybody? And welcome, welcome, welcome back to a new, uh, another edition, another installment, a new episode of the Black Men Win Podcast with your boy Tyler pie Guy. Um, we are here with another one, a great one, um, a very um requested one by myself. I'm very excited for this interview. Um, But before we get into everything, thank you, everybody, for subscribing, tuning in to the Black Men Win Podcast. We appreciate y'all. We thank y'all. Um, shout out to everybody that, uh, watched our last episode, our, um, our season premiere, uh, with, uh, Super Saiyan Santi. That was great. If y'all haven't checked that out, go tap in right now with that. All right. Listen, we have a great, great episode, um, for y'all today. I got a mentor in the building. Um, I got, I got a black man who's really winning out here in these streets in the building and I'm not going to introduce him. Y'all already know how we get down. We're gonna let our our, our guest gas himself introduce himself <laughs> and I know how he is. He's he probably gonna be mad shy a little bit with his accolades, but I'll come <laughs> behind him and, and 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 you know shine some light on it. So go ahead, and see. You know what I'm saying? Tell him who you are, bro.
1: Well, first of all, you giving me like flashbacks of Funk Flex on the radio <laughs> with a Mohorn. I'm trying to figure out if I'm in Brooklyn hey, at a Jamaica park, a Fu- Hey, hey I am a stuff.
0: product. I am a product of Funk, man. I am a product of Flex. <laughs> so, shout out to Funk Flex, man. But for real,
1: <laughs> and, and shout out to Santi, man. Um, I didn't get a chance to check the interview yet. Um, but I'm definitely gonna check it. I know, for sure. you know, Santi my dude. So I know it was a great conversation. But um, yeah, man. My name's Corey Gums. I am. I guess I'll start with the biggest accolade, right? I'm the the founder of the Black Podcasters Association, yes, um, which is an online community dedicated to Black podcast creatives and professionals at, in this space, professionals being people like editors, um, executives at companies, anybody who's working professionally in this space, either as a support staff to a podcast or or actually trying to move the industry forward. So I, I want to clear that up because people hear black podcast association. They think it's specifically just for podcasters, right? It's a community for all black creatives in this space. Um, I'm also a podcast development strategist, kind of a term I, did, I coined. Well, was actually given to me by a client, um, but I help uh, entrepreneurs, small brands, small businesses to develop podcasts um, as a, a vehicle to, to expand their brand to new audiences, as well as connecting them to their audiences in a more intimate, uh, in, in more intimate way. Um, so I do that. I run Black Label Podcast Studio, which is a mobile podcast studio out here in New York City, New York City area. But we are not limited to the New York City area. So, if you need uh, recording services, I'm your guy. Um, but yeah, that's really about it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just right, more accolades to come down the road you know um but that's the, that's where i'm at right now in, in, in my life
0: hey man uh c is out here really doing it um i met Corey at the uh, afros and audios podcast festival this last one that just happened in philly and um when i met Corey, Corey listen Corey is always working like there is not a time And I've just known Corey just maybe over maybe a month or two. This man is, and here's the thing. I'm tapping in with people who are like-minded like me, right? I wake up at like 5 o'clock, 5.30. (laughs) Corey, I can tell you right now, a couple people that I've interviewed, including Corey, I follow on Twitter. They are up at 5 o'clock already doing work. Already putting out newsletters and 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 stuff like that. I'm stunned. I'm sitting here like, wait a minute. I'm brushing my teeth. Okay, let me let me let me get together. You feel me? Because I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to be lax. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think that that's the beauty of of not only just Corey, but kind of the essence of what he brings to the Black Podcasters Association. His work ethic is. Unmatched, honestly. Um, it is it is really something to behold. Um, it is really something, and and it's not just for self. That's the beauty of it. It's not just for self. It is literally for the community. Book clubs, weekly meetings, bi-weekly meet, hell, monthly meet. Like Corey is the. When I say. For me personally um he's fell into, and I haven't told him this, but i he's fell into kind of the mentor that I look at and I'm watching and i'm and I love how he's moving. That's the type of dude that you kind of want in your corner. that's the type of dude that you wanna call a friend or pa homie or somebody that you can call on for things like that, and so you know, I really was excited to get this interview with uh with you, man, so I appreciate you for coming on the show because listen I, again your work ethic is crazy you feel what i'm saying it is it is it is something that i'm like damn i need to go harder you know what i'm saying like when you sit here and you know you got good work ethic great work ethic and you see somebody else who's just as passionate but you looking like damn they're going harder i need to go harder you know what i'm saying like it's it's something like that. And it's positive. It's nothing of it and, and let me say that now. It's nothing of competition. Because we we can never compete. You feel what I'm saying? Me and Corey could never compete. It's always been collaboratory. You understand? Or collaborative, excuse me. So I just respect your hustle. I respect your grind. I respect everything that you bring to the space. You are important to this space. Um, and we and we appreciate you, man. Y'all, y'all give him his flowers, y'all give him, y'all clap it up for you feel me? Give him those clips. Yes. Just wanted to, you know what I'm saying. I told you I was going to stretch it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I appreciate it, man. But, you know, it's, you know, people talk about the work ethic and, like, you know, the uh, ongoing one ongoing communities, do I ever sleep? And the question is, no, I don't sleep. So <laughs> that's part of the problem. So I'm like, well, since I'm up, I might as well use this time, right? So, right, right. Um, but I think, you know, um, See, it's funny how how you see people talk from the outside looking in, right? Because for me, it's like, I'm not doing enough. Yeah. You know, there are days where I procrastinate. There are days when I'm like, I just, you know, I got to, like the past couple of days, I'm like, I got to push myself to get out of bed. And and it's because of the sleep habits. But um, I've also learned in this space over the past couple of years, not only for myself, but working with other people in the community um, and just having discussions. It's like, you know, even if I got one thing done for the day, that's great. You know That's what I'm it. saying? Yeah. Um, I, was, I, I tell, you know, you might even hear me say this, don't put that pressure on yourself. That's kind of like my line. It's like, just just do what you can when you can do it and how exactly. you can do it and yeah. know what your limitations are. So, I appreciate the accolades. Um, I, and, you know, you talk about me being a mentor. I look at the members in the community as my mentors because I'm learning from everybody and I'm seeing right. what people are doing. And I'm, I may not get a chance to listen to everyone's podcast or check the new episodes, um, but Especially with the conversations that go on in the community, or just the one-on-one conversations. As you know, I try to make myself accessible mm-hmm. as much as I can to all the members. Um, it, um, I've just, I'm just learning because you know, there's no one way to really do this. There, there are key points that make you successful in this space, like any industry. But there's so many different ways to do this, and I just love the creativity and the and the, and the insights and the things that I see people. Inside and outside the community doing to try to end their brands and, and, and get their, their, their platforms to more, larger audiences. So I mean, I, I, I do appreciate it. And, you know, I, you know, I tell people all the time. a lot of times I don't know what I'm doing. I just make it look easy.
0: <laughs> hey, hey, I, I tell people the same thing. See, like, listen, you know, it's, <laughs> it's not about like how I'm or what I'm doing. Right. It's just if I'm right. doing it in the moment and I'll fix it later. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and and yeah, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing most days. Some days it's just like, you know, it's it's gonna happen. I'm, I'm I I could be doing it right. Some days it could be massively off, and you know, it's just like okay, you know, you just got to get back on the horse and try again, you know. And and I think that's the 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 energy that you've allowed us to see through the Black Podcasters Association and just like you said um you know to 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 all of the the members in there including myself um you know we just don't look up to you you know we look up to everybody in the the organization and that's the beauty of it you know what I'm saying we're always looking towards somebody for something uh information wherever we're lacking somebody has the answer you know what I'm saying so that's the beauty all right. Of, um of what you created you know what I'm saying of what you brought to the table you know what I'm saying um and yeah. we love it and we and we love it man listen see we have a couple questions for you today um you know we're gonna get into some to some deep topics um as I've been told <laughs> um but our second question on the docket there's when we talk about black men over the kind of the last maybe let's just say um let's go 20 years, right? Let's just say 20, 30 years. Um, especially just what I've seen in my, in my, and me growing up, I've seen a lot of black men taking the right steps into furthering their growth. Right. Um, as we see a lot on television screens and in movies and in social media nowadays, you know, black people, black women, black men, um, even though we're for the culture and we are the culture, we're always getting the negative light, especially when we come to see black men, um, you know, fatherless, you know, not, you know, drugs, robbing, killings, everything like that. And yes, that could be true to some extent, but the actual fervor and the actual images that we see is kind of just a lot. So my question is, to you, when we talk about, you know, these kind of five areas in spiritual, mental, the physical, the financial and the emotional, um, where do you see us lacking and where do you see us growing in those areas?
1: Wow. um, I'm going to reverse it. I'm going to talk about where we've grown first. Yes. Before we lack. Um, i'm 45 years old mm-hmm. i was born you. 10 years after about almost a decade after the civil rights movement right. after the right now, right so we have to put things in perspective yes um i don't like stereotypes that one our you know that this society in general has upon us as black men mm-hmm. but i don't like i don't like how we feed into it we have we have grown like For me i look at my friends i look at i'm a you know i grew up in the 80s and 90s you know right the crack era and all that stuff and you know being growing up in queens and and, in south you know in jamaica queens and and growing up during that time period you know i remember i couldn't leave my block my grandparents were like you can't leave this block because of stuff that was going on in the neighborhood right um and i look at my friends i use my my circle as a barometer considering I know the things we used to do and a lot (laughs) of fathers or male positive male role models. or the ones we did have died early on in our lives, meaning my grandfather and older generation. And I look at our children and I look at what they're into and where they're at. And I'm like, we've, we've done, we've, we've, we've broken the cycle.
0: Yeah.
1: My friends, my kids, my friends, they're not out here running the streets they want to play their video games. They want to play. They want to watch their anime. They want to do. That's true. You know some things like that, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Facts. I'm also a web developer, so I'm more. You know, I, I believe in science and math, and I think that's where we're lacking in mm. our
0: community. Talk about um it.
1: The, the 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 um I don't know how to say this, but the emotional, I guess, emotional intelligence, or even as intellectual. Yeah. Uh, a, no, no, you can say like, it. Yeah. Intellectual maturity that those, yes. those bring you in regards to looking at the world from a logical standpoint. So for instance, we love to sit here and say black men are in jail. It's only, you know, the United States of America has a million people, might be a little bit higher now. Only a million people in our jail systems. There's 330 million people. In, a, in our country and about 45, 50 million of that are black people. Right. So f- yes, the majority of black men and pr- the majority of prison population is black and bra- and, and Latinos. So yes, we're going to have the disparity there, but the, we have more college educated black people and black men in this country than we do in the prison mm. system. And uh, we, we keep feeding into those negative stereotypes and saying, yo, the crime, this, that and the other. But when you go look at statistics, I live in New York city yes crime was at its highest in the 90s it was over a thousand murders for like a good five-year run in new york city i look at the stats now and it's like we're way below that and i hate to make it sound like that like it's not a big deal because anybody but, that's, but no
0: but i but it's a but it's a, it's a it's a it's a it's a glimpse into what you were coming from you understand what i'm saying and this is All right this is for young the not just for me as somebody growing up but for younger generations behind us you understand what i'm saying so yeah. they can hear this stuff because i mean as as bad as that could sound like uh, you know what i'm saying like it has gone but it has gone down y'all weren't we weren't there back then see
1: yeah you know it's it's, it's a matter of protect perspectives and exactly. because of because because we can because the media and the society in america continues to perpetrate black people in a certain light we also continue, we also nurture and push it as that perspective as well mm-hmm. uh, i think the cdc put out a report that black fathers children with black fathers are more or or more uh what's the word uh more uh they're doing better than other groups you well, know um, I it, yeah. it came out a couple of years ago About black fathers, even just not being, not even being in the household, but just being involved in their children's life. There's more black men involved in their children's lives than other groups, right? Right. You know, in a single single father household. So we have to work hard to dispel um, a lot of those stereotypes that are still continually being propagated, even though the rhetoric comes from. 100 years ago comes from 50 years ago comes from 60 years ago
0: see that goes into my third question I, I think you literally I, I honestly think you answered my third question in that because on the show we talk a lot about um generational trauma right yes. we talk a lot about it generational patterns in which we used to call on the show generational curses, but I don't like to use that, that terminology anymore. Right. The generational curses is just, just a little bit too much. Right. And there was a guy who came on, shout out to my, my boy, Eugene, who literally asked the question. And I'll always say this. What happened to us literally having generational, uh, blessings from our ancestors. So I posed this question to you with everything that you just stated with us, literally changing narratives, right? What are some generational patterns that you've seen that have maybe that have propelled us forward and some that are continuing to knock us back?
1: Uh, okay. Okay. So I started off telling you that I was te- I, I, I literally at almost a decade before I was born, the civil rights movement happened right. and they signed the bills and stuff. Right. Right. And you look at my grand great grandfather died when I was like, when he was 90 something years old, I was a little child. I remember him. I was a little child. I wasn't, I was like four or five years old. I remember him. Mm-hmm. He was 92 years old in the eighties. <laughs> he died. He was almost a century old, my great grandfather. So we have to start looking at our history and things that are going on in our communities from that perspective, meaning you're only one. He was first generation post-slavery. If you look at the, you know, first or second generation post, post, post uh, right. War, post-slavery. Right. So when you put it in that perspective, like I always talk to my friends about my grandmother. I'm like, my grandmother was born in like around 1918. There was no cars. I mean, the car was just recently invented. Right. <clears throat> as far as we know it, planes when you look at history you see airplanes uh with kitty hawk and all that stuff was just recently just discovered. just getting off the there was literally no TV. just getting off the ground no, no pun intended there was no tv and there was no radio there was no jets There were also my grandmother and my grandparents grew up through this era where they saw the world change massively my grandparents meaning my mother's parents right so when we look at our history and we look at things that are going on in our societies in that capacity, we, we talk generational, but we don't look at it generational.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We're, 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 we're further along. It's just like one of my friends told me. He said, we're, "The poorest people live live. The poorest people today live just as good as millionaires did during the 1950s and '60s. food-wise, economic-wise access to resource access to, to products and stuff. Right. So you got to put in that perspective when you're talking generational and right. seeing, then you can now focus on where the gains have been made and where the losses have been made. Right. So we are, we're the computer age, right? We, I, I remember when I got my first computer, I remember when, how video games was pong, right? Oh my you God. You know, now look lit. at it now. It's now it's lit. See? <laughs> you, know, like, you almost, can't, can't tell, can't tell what's real and what's fake anymore. No, so,
0: no, you can't. No, you
1: can't. So, being, so, so, during my lifetime, in the past forty-five years, it's we've gone from a blip to damn near—you can't even tell a, a fake anymore, an AI fake. So, right,
0: right—that's
1: how. Well, that's the kind of stuff that happens within your generation, and we got to look at it. Look, for instance, yes, people like to talk about affirmative action, but how many mm. college-educated Black people? How many people were act were able to access and get into these colleges? Not me get into these fields that we were know we were shunned <laughs> upon, you know, we were left out of. So that's progress. And then I look at my children and uh, I'm like, they're going to take a step forward. I always wish my grandmother lived long enough to see Barack Obama get, um, get elected. Right. I remember when she voted for Jesse Jackson and twice, two times he ran or <laughs> yeah. one time he ran, you know, it was a big thing for her generation. Right. So for us to see that that's, that's progress. Progress is not these huge steps in, I think where we're lacking is this instant gratification, this, this instant, this idea that things just happen instantaneous, which we saw with cancel culture, like, which I think is, 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 a, it plays a role. But I, one thing I learned from my grandparents, because they were heavy into politics when I was growing up in the civil rights movement and stuff like that is, you you know, we're not doing this for ourselves. Some of the stuff that some of the progress we're trying to make is not for ourselves; it's for our children, it's for our great grandchildren. So you can't talk about the generational stuff. Why isn't it passed down from us? And you're not even looking what to pass down to your to your great grandkids if you're just because we we want it now. So I I could talk. Yo, look, I I study a lot of history. Corey, you (laughs) don't gotta go at their head like this. uh. You ain't gotta go at their head like this. So I mean. We just got to change our perspective. Everything's yeah. about the perspective. It's all about right? the perspective. Exactly. You know, there was a time when you couldn't, when black people couldn't buy a Mercedes Benz. Mm. Whether we agree with how people spend their money or not, we could, you know, all of that stuff. But there was times when you couldn't do it. Now, mm. I, I look around the hood. Everybody can get one. You know, anybody can get one. Now. In
0: the hood. Did, did yeah. y'all hear what Corey said, though? In the hood. Did y'all hear that? Did y'all hear it? I want, I want people to hear what you just said. Okay? Because we, cause I, we just, co- it, no, because we talking perspective And perspective. And, and here's the thing. I'm listening to you talking. I'm like, he's so right.
1: Like where we're lacking is not really dealing with the traumas and giving people with voices who don't deserve voices uh, platforms. Mm. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it right now. Like in the podcasting spaces, on, you're not talk both, about it. you know, is like this whole relation, black men versus black women thing. And the role of the roles I and stuff. I don't like it. And I, and I'm looking at it and I'm like, that when I hear people talk like that, I'm like, you don't even know your own history in this country. Exactly. Because it was never it the, the what you could afford because you would now have more money and you're you're trying to live the American dream and right. you're really when you hear those conversations you're really trying to assimilate into white America. Ooh, you better talk your shit. Because that's that's their shit. That's yeah. not our shit. I grew up in a household. My both my grandparents were educated. Yes, there's there just a natural order of roles, but it wasn't. Yo, you're the woman. You're supposed to cook and clean. My grandfather did the same thing. Because in our, in, for our survival as black people in this country.
0: We got to survive. It, was, it didn't matter. You know,
1: like women are talking about men, and black men and all. And this, this is not to make excuses um, because we do have access more than we'd ever had in this country. And we should be utilizing and capitalizing off of it. But you also have to understand that trauma that we, a lot of us don't go and deal with or the lack of understanding what your true history is in this country. There was a time black women always carried the household, for, black household. Because there was a time when black men could not get jobs and it wasn't their fault. Talk about it, Corey. So when you when I hear black men talking about feminism and all of this stuff and I'm sitting here like "Yo, your grandfather was the one your grandmother was kept keep that kept the house running. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Where do we get your grandmother kept the house running? You're here because of her.
0: But see you big bro. Where do we get this narrative from, though? I was see for me. I was raised by a single single mother. Okay. Mm-hmm. Pat, my dad passed when I was 12 he was in my life but he was always in the hospital much love mm-hmm. and respect to my dad but he wasn't in my life the way I needed to, him to be Right. so that filled I had to fill that void with my uncles my cousins and all of that stuff right. where did we get this narrative that women were the cooking and the cleaning and the, all of that in our community because from what TV. I see, <laughs> right?
1: Leave It to Beaver, watching <laughs> Leave It to Beaver <laughs> and Bewitched, did all those shows? You know those TV shows and <laughs> and TV copying that part and supposedly, and I'm gonna keep it real with you. I these these, these, these <laughs> no offense, the our religious beliefs that don't yeah. even belong to us. Yeah. Oh oh oh. Talk
0: talk. So Corey. This is going to be a great episode <laughs>
1: <laughs> So I'm just saying like, you know, I mean, yes. look, I was in the conscious community for like no, I us talk know, about I, it. I've done all that stuff. I like, right. I studied a lot. I love, I love Moorish history. I have studied a lot of things. I've had conversations with people. I am not a religious person. I'll just keep it real. Right. So I can come with an unbiased perspective and see where your rhetoric is coming from. You some of these got some of these people who've gotten platforms and being able to espouse certain things about relationships and women as well are all very heavily religious people.
0: Yes. You're right.
1: And they're taking, so, but, so, but you also see the white society, white women were considered property of white men up until the early 1900s. That's the whole Susan B. Anthony and the whole, um, that whole movement in the early 1900s. And then later on that came on in the sixties. Right. We were never a part of that. Or we if we were a part of that, it was, it was from, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't black women being a part of those movements, the suffrage movement, because of black men's oppression.
0: But we could have seen, but again, even if we talk the difference in feminism, there was always a white feminism and a black feminism. There wasn't a congruency within that. You understand what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. I I so, think part of the problem with the gender role stuff is, is that they don't, like you said earlier, collaboration. Exactly. See, our older generations did it They collaborated with each other, the man and the woman.
0: That is true. The
1: survival of their family. Yes. yes, So it means he's out. If he's out, if he's if he's blessed enough to have a job that allows him to work consistently, because a lot of black men were of the labor force, and if there weren't jobs, that's why that's why unions exist. That's why unions up until recently were heavily racist. It was to keep us out of those jobs. Unions were created after the Civil War because we had the skilled labor. They right. didn't, right? So they had to unionize. That's why when I look at black people like union, union, I'm like, until they answer for their history and their racism and all that stuff, you guys shouldn't really be just be jumping in simply because they they help you get a, a you know three percent, four, five percent raise every year, you know, or right. every contract. But um, you look at some of this the stuff we, we used to collaborate with each other. You know that whole raise a village takes a village and all that. That's that's what we grew up in. That's where our great grandparents, our grandparents, and even my mom, even our parents came yeah, in. Yeah, Our parents came. So, from it, yeah. But when you start introducing more money and stuff, and you start now assimilating into to American culture, you start adopting their ways. And it's—I'm not sitting here saying that you know the feminist. I don't. I don't have any strong opinions on feminism. I know. I look around me. I could tell you in this podcast space, black women. I will always say it. Black women um, move this space.
0: Oh, I could tell you my I my community.
1: I can show you the stat. The stats of, in my Facebook community when I had that running, it was like fifty six percent women. Yeah, versus men. So it's like, but yet men are put on the pedestal in this space. It's, but that's we can have. A, we, yeah, we, can, we we can, might can, have to have other conversation <laughs> conversations, series of these. But from a, from a black perspective, we really have to stop fighting with each other about whose roles and what the blah blah. Because we've always had that. We've always had to pull our money together. We've always had to pull our resources together. In all honesty. That's where the win is at.
0: Thank you, Corey. I think I think that was a reminder. Because... I don't know if I answered your question, by the way, but it was... No, it did. But the last part I want people to really get... Again, I was raised by a single mom. So I saw my mom and she taught me cooking, cleaning, washing your clothes sitting here making sure like I think for me and people and 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 Corey maybe you can attest to this I don't know but when I went out to college or when I would yeah when I went out to college and I did my seven-year stick got my bachelor got my master's whoop the bam and people would see me cook clean first of all clean my bathroom which to me I thought everybody did okay (laughs) No, I'm I'm dead serious. I th- <laughs> I thought everybody did this. I thought everybody cleaned their bathroom, right? Like you can leave your room looking like it is whatever. You can you know it's clothes everywhere. You're busy, whatever. But your bathroom, your bathroom tells a lot about you and what and who you are. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. To me. So I'm like I gotta make sure I clean my bathroom. I have men, white and black in college, coming up to me, looking mad at me crazy. Why are you cleaning your bathroom? Well, why am I going to see your apartment your bathroom looks like trash? Where is this disconnect in men and the woman that's supposed to do this, so until a woman comes, I'm going to be nasty?
1: It makes me judge the women that date these men. Oh! (laughs) because Corey, let's talk about it what? so <laughs> i like you i i like you grew up in a single my mom you know i, I my sisters and i we, i won't say we were latchkey kids but cuz we would, I was. We, would we would come to our grandparents house but we my mom you know my mom was a single mom she was uh-huh. a teacher she was going to school for a masters she was teaching high school she was wow. she, she did her thing with three oh, kids so we had to learn. I had to learn being the oldest. I had to learn to step up. My sisters also had to learn to step up from themselves. I was learning how to get cook, the job. Everything. Yeah, working at it. I was dating an ex girlfriend, and she used to always say to me, "She would do stuff for me," and I'd be like, "Yo, you didn't have to do that." And she'd be like, "But I wanted to do that." I'm like, "Okay, cool, cool. you know, it was a hard thing for it me. It was a hard thing
0: to do because I was like,
1: Corey. To me, it's not that big of a deal because I don't have no problem washing my clothes. You
0: preaching to the choir,
1: or, or or taking care of myself. Yes, and. It was she used to say, Corey. Why don't you want somebody to do something nice for you? I said, No, I like people do nice stuff differently. But something like that is it's basic. A daily, it's a daily thing for me, that's, so it's not a big deal. That's what. So I had is. to learn. I also had to learn to to kind of ease back on it. If somebody wants to do that, I didn't look at it as you're a woman. That's supposed to be your role. I just looked at it. Yo, here's a girl who, who cares about me, who saw something. It was like, you know what? He's working. He's doing these things. Let me just do something nice for him. Right. So I think, so, you know, you hear this talk about single men being raised by a single mother. So which, all I hear in all these conversations that are going on is you either hated your mom or you hated your dad.
0: Hmm.
1: And hmm. so many people be saying how they had both parents. And I'm like, that doesn't, I see in some of the Facebook groups, on <laughs> that doesn't mean your parents truly cared about you. Just because right. your parents was doing your responsibility doesn't mean they have a genuine love or care, which is why we see in black families as compared to other other groups in this country ready to kick their kids out at 18 years old. Right. They expect you to go to college and and, and not come back. You're supposed to just, get, you know, you come back, it's a problem. White people be like, yo, come back home, get your money right, get your shit right, and then go, when you're ready, go. They'll exactly. support them with that. Right. You know, um, I've seen, that's part of other cultures is is part of, I think it's a little lag, but um, part of it also is, when you see other cultures coming from New York City, I get I get those I get to see all cultures and how they exactly, operate. Exactly, exactly. I don't hear my 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 Indian friends when I be in the house. Their parents being like, they would be like, "Get your right life right," but they don't be like, "You got to get out." You know what I'm saying? They just what yo, what are you doing with yourself? Type of conversation. So right. we have a lot of trauma and a lot of skewed perspectives, and because we 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 consume so much media and entertain what we call entertainment, we take on those thoughts from people who we shouldn't even be listening to. Oh,
0: Corey, you've been spitting all day. You've been spitting. Cause you so know, my,
1: you know, you know, how I get in the group. It's like, listen. I'm all about being responsible for the content you, you put are. out.
0: You are though. You are though. You are though. you are, you are always conscious about what you're putting out, what that looks like, how that's affecting not only yourself, but the community yeah. and the brand and others around you. And you were talking about parents, and that literally goes into our fourth question about generational. um, How how we can as black men and and individually and as a community help the next coming up, right? You talked this whole episode trauma, how we how we need to get better, not just how we how we have to get better, but Corey, you was hitting on some topics of how we need to get better. So I just want you to elaborate on those in this question. Like, how can we as black men continuously do better for our our generations coming up, our our little girls? You know, we're we're now becoming the uncles and the fathers and the mothers and the the godparents. And, you know, we're we're now that. Right. We're the teachers. We're the professors. Now we're the ones that they're looking up to. Right. Even if it's in a bad way or good way, we're we're the influence now. How can we be better?
1: Oh, man. Uh, (laughs) You know, I think some of it it just comes to, again, perspective. So I think the first (laughs) thing, how we can become better is you just have to want to do better for yourself first. Right. Can't help anybody until you help yourself. Right. Right. Um, My first kid was at 22 years old. I didn't I didn't have a male role model to sit down. My father wasn't around. I didn't you know, the one real true positive male role model I had died when I was thirteen, my grandfather, mm-hmm. you know, um, and the, the men that were in my life weren't the greatest examples, right? right? Um, so you know, and I even sat down with my son when he turned twenty one and I sat down with him and I was like, listen, yo, you know, I apologize for some of the things I put you through because I didn't know any better. I didn't have anybody to show me. And I think because wow. I just felt he owed that because I had to do better for him myself and do better for him right. and be open and honest. I think black black people, we're egotistical and we got to drop it. Ooh. You know, um, we have to drop the ego stuff. You know, we like to put on suits and walk the streets and not have no money in our pocket. Not have nothing, you know, drive, the, drive a Beamer and there's people who are dead broke. You have a mortgage that's just barely paying and you want to get a new car. You know, that's not that's more ego than it is. Bad financial, well, it is by financial discipline. But yes, that too, a dude. lot of, it, <laughs> a lot of it is the stuff esteem thing. And I think when you no, work on right. yourself, yeah. you want to do better for yourself. Yeah. You automatically exude that to everyone around you. Your kids will see. First of all, we got to stop acting like our kids at one, two, three years old don't pay attention. You better do. Corey, let
0: let these young people with these young
1: <laughs> kids know, Corey, you're watching everything. Playing. And you're creating an environment, if, you, if you're if operating somewhere, you're creating an environment where they think that's how it's supposed to Yo, be. Yo, um, they really How do. do we do better for ourselves? Yes. I think the other part is we need to understand what leadership is. Mm. We have this, um, and this is not just black men, but this is just people in general, exactly. what leadership is. Right. Right? Leadership is not my way or no way. Right? It's not the how, there's different forms of leadership. Um, I've I've run teams, I've run, I've ran a group home. Um, I've worked with, I've worked with staff. I'm, I'm, I try to lead through this. Like when I was started the group on Facebook, I used to think I had to do, and it, this, it has to be this way. It has to go this way. It has to go that way. The success of the group and Facebook and what led to the BPA came from me take, saying, I have to remove myself from here. Just be the guide. Just be, just make sure people stay within the boundaries that are set right. and allow the group to, to to take on what some responsibility right. and form itself and, and decide for itself what its culture is going to be, what it's going to, where it's going to head. And just, just curate it, make sure that we have the right people in there. And it just grew up what I call, I call it member driven content, right? Yep. The, the members drive it. As much as you may see me posting the group, you know, and people be like, oh, Corey, you're always posting, you're always doing this. I'm still trying to create an environment that allows everyone to be able to, to come together. So we need to understand as Black men what l- true leadership is. You know, we watch war movies, we watch things on TV. We, we, there's no such thing as an alpha male. The guy who coined the term says it was a mistake for him to coin the term because that's not how we operate as human beings. Right. So we, th- being a leader, you know, it's you know, we love the, the underdog story, but sometimes the underdog story is that person who we least expected to lead who rose to the occasion. Okay. So you got to understand what leadership is. You got to understand how to create an environment that allows everyone to be leaders. Right. And it's not a bravado. It's not i I'm a man. I'm supposed to do this. I'm it's none of that. You know, it's understanding how humans work, how our psychology works and how, when you need to say yes. And when you need to say no, or when you need to let you, when you need to let your woman take the lead, Come, on. you got, and that comes from trust that comes from understanding that comes from, um. you know, so those are the things, those are the skills we as black men have to really have more confidence in, and, and and rely on you know you giving your allowing your woman to take on such different tasks in the house or speaking up does not make you any less of a man right you know i think also you know um i, I mean it's it's hard you know there's no clear answer there's no right answer and that's why this. the question it's gets just, asked
0: because of- we get so many different ones so that's why the question gets yeah. asked because there's so many i think, different I think in this
1: day and age i think you know we have we have access to resources yeah. that we've never had before, just in human history, right? But we have access to resources. We have access to tools. It doesn't matter if somebody decides to go to college or decides to become an entrepreneur. Doesn't matter if you. Well, first of all, not everybody should be an entrepreneur. This, this is not. Don't let them. Don't let social media fool you. It's not. This is ugly. It's completely ugly. You know. This, this is I not, keep it real with you. This, this, is, this is not I, for the week. I, I, I keep it real with you. Like. The business is doing well, but I've stretched. I've stretched sixteen hundred dollars over six months.
0: Let them know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you better I'm, let them know. Business. <laughs>
1: so you know, I'm not out here driving a G wagon and out here complete. You know, borderline, borderline, walking on wire fraud and all that stuff by 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 doing or tax fraud by listening to people on the internet.
0: Doing some dumb. You know, so.
1: Excuse me. You know, I think it's. I think we have to understand that you have a role to play, and it's okay for you to play that role. Yes. And if you're if you're if you're depressed, that's another thing as a man. You have to be the one that has to say, yo, I'm depressed. Let me go get help. There's no shame in that. No, it's not. Let me go talk to a therapist. Let me go speak to somebody. Let me find help because that's the only way you're gonna help those around you. You can't help people if you can't help yourself. Ooh. Period. Yeah, you can't leave, You don't know how to lead. You know we could go down there. We can keep going. You can't do this if you don't know what how to is do it? that. Of but it's, it's truth. And I'm gonna keep it real. We as black men, we need to let go of our religious beliefs and start really embracing science, math, and and in the, in the coding space. That is the future, and we got to get our kids into that. That is the econ- If you want, if you're serious about economic generational wealth, get your kids into science, math, and into coding. I heard that. Support that in the schools. If somebody's offering that program to your children and community, that's leadership. Being being able to go above and beyond whatever it is you believe, because you could see, because you could see the long the long term, and you know that whatever I believe in this or not, this is the future, and this is how I'm going to make sure my kids and my great grandkids survive. Period. That's leadership.
0: Come on, see. Go. See is going. Listen. C that's
1: generational. That's right. the generational effect that you have. You right? Because our, 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 our counterparts do that. They said they, the, they set it up like Warren, you know when you hear Warren, Warren Buffett and these guys yeah. say they never, they're not giving their kids the money. They're not giving the kids the money because they gave you everything you need to be able to to, to, to sustain, build to exactly. your own, exactly, you succeed. Exactly. You got the best of the best educations. You get you have access to resources that nobody has, and unfortunately, some of them. And I've heard some guys say they you know sometimes their kids get over just because of their name, but. The point is, is you set your family up. You set your kids up. You set your neighborhood up. You set the kids in your community. Go out there. I I was, before we got on here, I was talking, I sent my friend a text message and I was like, yo, he has a 501c3 profit. I was like, you know, let's do something for Father's Day with your organization, my organization. Let's just do like a Father's Day event. Let's go to a baseball game or something like that. Mm -hmm. And let's ask our friends who have sons or daughters or who have children who don't have fathers. To come, bring your family too. You don't have to deny your family, but let's let's bring some of those kids with us so they just experience something new and they get to be around a community of fathers who just trying to have, make sure kids have a good time that day. It doesn't have to be on Father's Day, but Lit. you know, but thinking like that. Right. We as black men need to be sorting, supporting some of these community. We have people out here doing great things in our community who don't get support. Right. So whether you give them twenty dollars or you show up and volunteer, go do that. Right. That's how you fix these issues. That's how you get involved. If you've got an extra five hours, volunteer somewhere. You know, support somebody who's doing who's doing the right thing. Exactly. Because you don't, you know, I mean, look, man, <laughs> it's just, I, I, that's the v- advice I can give. Mm-hmm. Just do what you can to fix the problem. Not everybody's going to be, ha- be able to do what we're doing. Not everybody's a podcaster. Right. Not everybody... I, like when I started the, the community, it was, I saw an issue going on inside the podcast community. And I just decided for myself instead of an old, it, it was real simple conversation. Sorry. um, uh, It's, it was a real simple conversation with myself. Okay. I can complain about this or I can actually try to figure out something about it. And I just right. happened to talk to a friend and she was like, why don't you start a Facebook group? And that was it. That was, that was the every, one. And it's years been here day, ever, here ever
0: since. <laughs> look at that. You know, so,
1: you know, um, I could talk about this all day, man. This is, I'm passionate about this stuff. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, we, and we, and we and we love to hear it, man. Listen, our last question on the docket uh, for you is what does black men win mean to you? When you hear the phrase, uh, when you think about the phrase, just off the top of the dome, what does that mean to you?
1: I'm a highly competitive person. I played football, baseball. I love sports. I'm very competitive to the point where my, people look at me like I'm nuts, but, um, <laughs> I've learned as I've gotten older, winning, success, winning, is really a, a um. It has different perspectives. Some mm-hmm. people think winning a Super Bowl or a championship is the culmination of a person's career. Some I look at wins uh, when I see black men win. I'm just like, yo, one, you're not in jail, you're not dead, and you're doing and you're doing the right thing in life. Amen. That's a win.
0: That's a in big a society win. That, That's
1: a huge one. That, that's a win. It's a huge win in a society that has done everything to they possibly you. could mm-hmm. to break and destroy you. Yep. It Period. My kids, my sons, none of my sons have, and, you know, and sometimes I'm like, it's unfortunate, but I'm, so, a lot of times I'm glad. My sons don't know street life. They hey, don't know none right. of that. They're,
0: they're, they don't need to, Corey.
1: No, no, but you gotta. You, you need to be well-rounded. You need to, I mean, you don't of, have to I mean of course, of course. Of I mean, of course. You got you to gotta,
0: you gotta, you gotta be street smart and, and book smart. I, I understand that. Of course, of course. I'll tell you what a win
1: for me was when my son turned 23 and he didn't have any kids. I was 22 when I had him. And I told him that. Said, he's got a job and he's saving his money. And I'm like, you're in a better position than I was at 22. Yeah, 22, right, right. That's, That's a win. win.
0: Exactly. So what does
1: black men win? It means we're out here and we're doing our part to dispel to to dispel the myths, the stereotypes from outside of our community and within our community. Yes. And we're just and our families are good, our kids are good, and you're doing the best that you can do for your life. Hopefully you're doing the best you can do for your life. (laughs) You know, um and you wake up in the morning and you're proud of yourself. That's a win. Yeah man. That's it. That's like Corey, that's
0: Corey, this whole episode, man, this whole episode, dropping jams, getting us hype, learning. As I've said before on this podcast, this is always a learning podcast for me. Um, this is always learning for me. And I would have to say without a doubt, this has probably been one of my best episodes by far. Just wanted to let y'all know. I love y'all. All the episodes that we've had so far. But I just want to let y'all know this was This was hype. Um, but Corey, and let him, sorry, go One more thing. Go you ahead. just
1: popped the my. You said the most thing that I've been doing in this community and a win is we're collaborating with each other. Yes. Cause we all, there's too much money out here. There's too much stuff in this game. There's too much money out in this world for us to be going at each other's necks for the same, especially since many of us target the same groups. So if a brother's doing something that you not, you know, that you wanted to do, you don't have the means to do it. Or it's a part of your plan, your business plan. So, for instance, you know, if Ty is doing X, Y, and Z, and I wanted to get into X, Y, and Z, but he's already doing it, and he's got some amount of success in it, let me help him versus, and I'll focus on my thing, and vice versa. Through a collaborative like that, I've learned that lesson with running this group, is I don't try to reinvent the wheel anymore. If I see you doing it, I'm going to reach out to you and say, yo, I would like to collaborate. Exactly. One, because it makes my life easier. That means there's less less task work I have to do. Right. But two, there's too much. Why? Why are we competing? Right. For, why are we we shouldn't be competing in that capacity? So collaboration is, you know, amongst Black men and Black people in general is a win.
0: Big win, big win. Because big win. our history
1: shows what we have done when we do collaborate with Correct. each other. And in a lot of countries and societies out there, didn't they got their asses whipped because of it? So. For real. i'll just leave that there
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right listen uh cory where can these uh where can everybody find you um
1: oh um, um and you can find me all hours of the day <laughs> <laughs> 24,
0: listen, 24 hours a day seven
1: days a week <laughs> you know on our social media platforms um you can find you know uh, please i'd rather you instead of well i keep because i be off the hook sometimes so i keep my private my my personal private but um Please follow us uh, on all social media platforms, Twitter, uh, Instagram. Uh, t- I'm going to get more into TikTok as much as I don't want to. Um, LinkedIn. You can find me on LinkedIn under Corey Gums, but follow our, 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 my community, um, my community at the Black Podcasters Association. Um, it's co- you just do a search for Black Podcast Association because certain, certain platforms give a certain amount of space and we have a long name. So I have different... Um, Different uh, spellings for it, but just look for the Black Podcasts Association and follow us, support us. Uh, I run our social media accounts, so if um, you could definitely um, reach out to me on there if you like to, you know, if you have questions or information that you would like me to to help you with, um, and you know, check out blackpodcastsassociation.com dot um, and check out our community. And you know, if you want to support, reach out to me. I'm trying to do more. I'm trying to do more collaborative um, things this year. Um, in our community as well in the in the podcast space
0: all right all right listen uh make sure that you again go check out the black Podcasters association become a member you feel what i'm saying check out some of um some dope members in there we look at like i said book clubs weekly meetings um it's a vibe in there it's really dope and and if you see cory at the next festival he might hook you up with a card you know, them little dot cards <laughs> that can just, you know what I'm saying, zing, zing, and you know what I'm saying, you got all your personal I'm about to information roll out. right there. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to roll that yeah, out soon, though. I'm about to I, I ain't that. got my wallet on me either. I ain't got my... Ah, I would have showed it. on the other side of the yep. room.
1: Ah, I would have showed <laughs> it, damn. Well, Actually, no, 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 I got it, I got hold it, I got it.
0: So, ah, there it is. There it is. So, yeah, y'all listen, the next time y'all see him or whenever Corey rolls him out, because um, I know I think we'll both be at the next conference this year. I'm definitely going to be there. Um, yeah. So we'll definitely be at the next conference this year. If Y'all see Corey. At the, listen, sidebar, all attention, all black podcast is for real. Y'all need to come to the fifth annual Afros and Audios podcast. This is not an ad. This is not. They ain't paying me to do this. Y'all need to come to this conference. This is for us, by us. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? I'm going to say that again. For us, by us, and we're we going to be in Baltimore. So y'all need to catch a train, catch a Plain. flight, you know, <laughs> Klarna, a firm, you know, whatever <laughs> you need to do. Sell
1: a kidney. Hey. <laughs>
0: Y'all need to come out because I just know from my personal experience and I can I could I can probably say Corey was the same. It was a great experience just seeing new faces, making great connections. And again, I believe if I don't if I don't go to that festival, this this doesn't happen as early as maybe I want it to. You understand what I'm saying? I don't meet Corey as early as um I would have wanted to you understand what I'm saying, so having those conferences, especially our conferences for us to have to learn to collaborate to conversate to converse, excuse me, to literally just congregate and and have that y'all need to come out so I need to see a lot more black po- listen it was a lot of us, but we need to have yep. we need to shut be more.
1: Out. Can I add to that real quick? Yes. Um, real quick. So like it's not just even for black podcasters. If you're trying to get into the space. Yes. If you want to learn about podcasting, if you are a business, a black business owner and you want to learn about podcasting, you need to be there. Please. If you're a black business owner and you would like to support a community and 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 donate or vend at the event because it has vending we're gonna have vending tables. We do have vending tables. But if you also want to um you also want to sponsor. We would love to see more black companies sponsoring these type of events in our community um, as well. There's going to be opportunities. and You can go to afrosandaudio.com um, to learn more about the festival, to learn more about the – go to the FAQ page to learn about how you can be there, about the vending opportunities, and even there sponsorship opportunities. You know. One of the things I want to focus on this year just for black podcasters in general is getting more black businesses connected to black podcasters because – we're on both sides of the spectrum. Neither is capitalizing off of the platforms that 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 the wonderful side of the platforms about what Black listeners say about wanting more Black-based um, businesses, advertising, and supporting Black podcasters. So that's a, we can have a whole nother conversation about that. Actually, I'm going to be putting together something about that, hopefully within the first or second quarter. But um, just make sure you go to afrosandaudio.com check out the, the community it's it's the the first largest and best black centered podcast festival out there period i'm gonna say it you heard it here first and you heard I'm it here first it. and they're going
0: on their fifth annual <laughs> fifth. fifth annual
1: um i've had a- the email bust their ass you think i have a work ethic?
0: <laughs> Woo! boy i don't know sure. I, do, I don't know how the team does it shout out to, to live in the team i don't know how they do it yes um but they do it and they come yes. with they come with it with black excellence so shout out to them y'all be there you feel me again afros and audios.com faq page for all your questions and um listen i appreciate cory for coming through you feel me, Corey? Thank you again for coming through, giving us. Oh, thank you some, for
1: for having me, man. Hey, man, I'll, 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 we appreciate you.
0: Thank you, man. Thank you for real, dropping gems, um, and and really, really giving us some some things to take back and learn. And I uh, hope you guys learned some stuff. You feel what I'm saying? This was this is a this was a great episode. And uh, we'll be uh, we'll be back with another one. We appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you to everybody that continues to subscribe to the podcast network channel. I feel like. Now that we're back in rhythm again, you know what I'm saying? Um things have just started to kind of pick up from where 2022 left off. If 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 not, if not even more, you know what I'm saying? So, um just blessed that I can continue, you know, putting out great content um that you guys request uh, you know what I'm saying? And um I I'm appreciative of you guys. So continue to subscribe to the podcast, love the podcast, like the podcast, subscribe, all of that good stuff. Uh, Again, we're on TikTok, uh, Twitter, and Instagram for the THC Media Network, so follow us there. You can also follow the uh, Black Men Win Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, Black Men Win. Simple, just Black Men Win. Type that in the search bar, and we'll be right there, all right? We love you. We thank you. We'll be back with another one. Uh, Y'all be good. Stay easy. Be breezy. And if you have any requests, because I got a couple people in my head for Black History Month. Y'all got some requests, hit me up, but I, I got I I I got a I may have a special one for y'all coming up. So y'all, 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 y'all be easy. Stay breezy. All right. This has been another one. And we out of here. All right. Y'all be good.
1: Stay easy. And we'll be back in the next couple of weeks with another one. Y'all be good. Peace.